With thanks to the city of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, the Sports Hour with Max Hadzoglu on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Without further ado, we're going to welcome uh, Simon Lambert to the Sports Hour show, who is uh, originally from England. Uh, how you going, Simon? Maxie, how you doing, mate? Good to join you on the show. Yes, great to have you. And um, there's been a few tongue twisters uh, today, but um, hopefully you can uh, smooth it out. But uh, have you been, uh, you've been, you've been watching uh, the, the Australian-England uh, series so far? Yeah, no, I've been trying to catch as much of it as possible. Obviously, uh, the time zones don't, don't make it too easy. Uh, I'm on at the middle of the night, but I've been um, yeah, keeping close eye on, um, on the scores and um, making sure I've caught all the highlights. So, yeah, the Aussies um, probably not putting up as good a fight as they probably should have done, really, with the team they had. Yeah, and can you tell us a little bit uh, about your journey? Uh, we, we can hear the uh, English accent, but do you want to um, expand on that a bit more? Uh, so, the journey is not simple. Um, so... Yeah, I came out to um, Australia five years ago um, to play as one of the overseas players at, at one of the local clubs out here. Um, and since then, I've been coming backwards and forwards from England to from England to Australia for the last five or six years. Um, I've been playing out in Melbourne for, for St Albans over the last five years, um, and then I've also been playing playing back home and played a little bit of um, county stuff in England and um, in the Premier Leagues there. So. Um, yeah, I've been to and fro over the last five years, but obviously, yeah, with the, the COVID-19 hitting, um, I've been stuck out in Australia and, yeah, I've enjoyed a winter that was probably better than an English summer. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not been too bad, but, um, yeah, miss playing a bit of cricket and, um, yeah, looking forward to hopefully getting back into it. Um, yeah, down in Adelaide, because I'm actually currently down in Adelaide. Um, yeah, living with my girlfriend who lives down here and, um, yeah, I've managed to, managed to avoid the coronavirus so far, which is... Um, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's great. And um, yeah, you're in Adelaide now, as you said. How's that been, being away from home um, all this time and, and right now when you're, when you're restricted? Oh, look, it's pretty different. Um, I, it's, it's always sad not to go back home. So obviously that's where, I, that's where I've grown up. That's where my family is and that's where um, most of my friends are. So um, yeah, it's been, it's, but it's been, it's been great at the same time, obviously. Um, living, with my, living with my girlfriend, it's been, um, yeah, it's been great. So uh, I'm actually doing a teaching postgrad degree as well at the moment, so um, it's actually enabled me to do dedicate some time to that. Um, because yeah, had I uh, had I been back home and playing cricket and things, I probably wouldn't have got the time I needed to uh, get that going. So yeah, in, in a sense, it's been good to to do that, get some time, dedicate some time to it, and um, yeah, just just have a break from cricket, get in the gym a little bit, and I've yeah been playing a little bit of soccer as well. So. Um, yeah, good just to, to have a break and, and hopefully come back better than ever. All been well, so yeah. Yeah, and now to some cricket. What what are some of the differences, um, if there are if there are any differences compared to Australia and England uh, in playing in both countries? What are there any like uh, big differences that you've sort of seen experiencing both sides of uh, the playing field in in both countries? Yeah, I think oh, I think personally, there's a there's a big difference. Um, I mean, the first difference is the ball used. Obviously, there's, there's been a lot of talk about the ball when England come out to Australia after bowl of a Kookaburra ball instead of the Duke's ball. Um, I think that's, a, that's quite a big difference because obviously the, the, the Duke's ball does tend to swing a lot. Um, and it does tend to, yeah, it tends to move around off the seam a lot more as well um, and compared to the Kookaburra, which doesn't shine quite as well. And the Kookaburra's got a big ridge in the middle of it, um, whereas the, the Duke's has got a really proud... Um, scene. Um, so the kookaburra doesn't tend to swing for, 
as long or as much and the seam movement's nowhere near as exaggerated but I found that can have a different effect whereas when in England when it's moving say a couple of feet at times you just play a miss but in Australia as it's only moving say an inch you actually yeah. nick it better, you actually nick it a little bit more um, so while the movement's not as exaggerated the it can actually uh, lead to the downfall because the, the the lack of movement can cause you to get an edge instead of playing and missing. So that that's a big difference for me. Um, the Kookaburra ball, um, it doesn't spin anywhere near as much. The pitches in England are a lot drier. The the soil is or the yeah the soil is is different in England. It's a lot crumblier, um, whereas here it's a lot more clay like. So the pitches don't break up anywhere near as much. Um, and the pitches on the whole here are are better for batting they, they can get a bit dead and slow as you've as you've probably found they can become hard to score um but yeah on the whole they are flatter flatter pitches but it can make for slightly more boring cricket and um i think finally the the, the size of the grounds is the size of the grounds in australia are on the whole a lot bigger than a lot bigger than england so you don't get away with a plink uh, a plink over long off for six you've got to really uh, you've got to really get it out of the screw so yeah, that's, that, those are probably yeah, four of the main differences that I've found. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It sounds like um, Australia is just... Oh, I'm surprised. But, but from what you're saying, like, and then the difference between Duke's balls and, um, and how they, they bounce and swing more compared to kookaburras, where kookaburras don't do as much. It sounds like um, Australia is, is much better for batting. Like, um, do, do, do you think that? Do you think Australia is a lot better for, for batting? Oh, I, I, yeah, 100%. Um, in England at times, the ball's swinging around corners and, and spinning square, and you're thinking, geez, where's my next run coming from? Um, this is going to be a long day. Whereas, yeah, over here, there's, there's not many times where that happens. You know, yeah, it moves around a little bit, it swings a little bit, but it's all little margins, which, like I said, can lead to your downfall at times because those are the small, the small margins are the ones that get the edge. But, yeah, I, I mean, you only have to look at how hard Australia finding when they go over to England to, to see that those, these, those conditions are alien, alien to Australians and most players around the world because yeah, you look around the world, most pitches are dead. You, they use the kookaburra balls and they don't do anywhere near as much. Um, so from a batting perspective, Australia, maybe with the exception of Wacker and places like that where it really does have pace and bounce, which again is a bit alien to the English guys because there isn't that sort of pace and bounce on offer. But um, yeah, on the whole, you'd rather be a batter in, in Australia for sure. Um, and then when the white balls are in use, it's um, yeah, feeding time at the zoo. Yeah. And uh, have you been you've been watching the uh, the the T20 series series, I guess, between Australia and England uh, in the T20s, and now they're going to play in the ODIs. Have have, they, have you had any um, thoughts on on that series and any strong opinions about how maybe Australia have tackled it and and maybe how, how good England's sort of gone? I mean, I'll be honest, I was pretty disappointed with how... how I was pretty disappointed with, with how Australia went. Um, I thought they would have put up a better better fight than they did. And I thought the scores on the, the scores of the games would have been a lot higher. It was a pretty low-scoring um, series as far as 2020s go. I think there was, there was a, a couple of 160s and a 140, I think. Um, so I was expecting a few more runs given the two lineups of both sides. I think the pitches especially the last pitch, did offer a fair bit of turn. Um, but I, I, I couldn't believe Australia bottled. They bot, let's be honest, they bottled the first game. I mean, you're 100 for none or whatever. Your two openers have got 50 yeah. or thereabouts. 
you need 30 or 40 balls with eight or, eight or so wickets in hand and, and you crumble to defeat. I mean, <laughs> I don't care who you are, but you, you've got to be winning from there, especially with the likes of Maxwell and um, those sort of guys to come, Stoinis, who are all, all big money players. Let's be honest, some of the best in the world. And England bowlers are good, but with the wide ball on a pitch like that, it shouldn't be, shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. And just for the listeners, if you don't know, Australia lost the first, they lost the first two matches of the three game series. Um, and then they, they, they won the third one um, and they ended up losing the series 2-1. Um, but now they're going to play in a three-game series um, in ODIs uh, against England. Uh, now, I wanted to talk a little bit on the fan side of things. So in England, uh, the, the fans seem to, you know, you got the Barmy Army. It's a real strong atmosphere and um, the chance, like, compared to Australia, what, 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 how surprised were you when you first arrived in Australia and you sort of saw the fans? And, and what, what can you tell me about the differences? Oh, I think the uh, the English public are a little bit uh, a little bit rowdier than the uh, than the Aussies. They're certainly, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the right word to use would be, but they're certainly you certainly get a gang of uh, a gang of followers that following England that are certainly very rowdy once they get on the beers, and they make it a pretty uh, pretty nasty place to be playing if you're on the opposing side. Um, I think the grounds have a bit of a different uh, have a bit of a part to play in the fact that the Australian grounds are very big. Very, yeah. very big rounds. Um, the stadiums are sat back a little bit. The ovals are massive, whereas you look at England where the grounds are a lot more, a lot smaller and the fans are on top of you. And more times than not, it's a full house. So I think that has a huge part to play in the atmosphere um, because in England, they are selling out 20,000 seats every game pretty much. Whereas in Australia, there might be 30,000 fans in, but if you're at the MCG, it's only a third full. So... You don't quite get you don't get that same atmosphere and that same buzz because of how big the grounds are and and the fact that you are a long way from the action quite often because of how how big the ovals are. So um, I think that's what that 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 plays a big part in the atmosphere. Um, the fact that yeah they're so sat back from from the um, from the action and the grounds are just the capacities are so big. Yeah, I think that's a you spot on there with uh, the, the crowd size and I think when you are at the MCG, you're so far away from the action. Like, yeah. And, I've, yeah. I've said for a long time that if you, in the Big Bash, they've, they've got the, um, they've obviously got the um, the Marvel Stadium that holds 55,000 and the Renegades are playing there and they're getting 15,000 in. And it feels empty. To me, you'd be better selling out the Junction Oval yeah. with five or 10,000 people than sitting in an empty stadium that's got no environment. That, that, that's something I've always said and, um, I think that would work better if they played in a smaller venue where it was sold out. Um, a bit like down in Hobart, they only get ten or twelve thousand people, but it's probably the best place in Australia to watch cricket because it's sold out, and and the cane train really get behind the hurricane. So yeah, yeah, no. yeah it was similar at uh, in Perth, um, the Wacker. Like you're on the hill, you're close to the action. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's a great point. Uh, now going on to uh, the the series coming up in the ODIs, um, what are you sort of predicting? And um, yeah, what do you think ahead ahead of that that, that three match series? I mean, I'm looking forward to. It. I think it. Yeah. I, think I, I like one day cricket the most. I think 2020 cricket's a bit bit hit and miss, slap slap dash. Test matches they they're obviously a great test, but they they're slow and they drag on. Um, but the one-day cricket, I think, is perfect. I think it gives the batters enough time to really build an innings of quality. 
and it, the bowlers have enough time to really put a match-winning spell together. So um, I, th- I think it should be a great series. When you look at the teams on paper and the amount of depth both squads have got, um, I do think the um, we should be in for a thrill. And I hope they make some good pitches. I really do. I, I'd love to see 300 scored and, and chased down every game. Um, as much as, as the bowling enthusiasts out there will, will, will hope there's a game where England are bowled for 150 or vice versa, um, I'm all about the runs. That's what brings the crowds and that's what brings the people to the TV to watch. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hoping for runs. I'm hoping for some good pitches. Um, so, and I think anyone, I think any, I think anyone can win it. Um, whichever team shows up on the day, on paper, you've got you've got the best players in the world in, in each spot. So, um, yeah, I don't think you can really, yeah, pick between the two. Obviously, England are probably slight favourites, but if Australia fire up, then there's no reason why they can't can't win the series. Yeah, I think uh, if there's going to be runs scored like Ben Stokes um, in that test fight last year where he, where he won, won the game for England, um, yeah, I think in general, high, high, run, scored, high, run, high run scoring games are, uh, yeah, are more entertaining. Um, so, yeah, but um, thanks for coming on today, Simon. Um, really appreciate it and uh, great to chat about some cricket. And, um, yeah, maybe we get you on again to chat about some, some more cricket coming up this summer. Absolutely, Max. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, mate. All the best. Cheers. And that was Simon Lambert, who is uh, from England and uh, currently he's playing cricket in, uh, in Australia. So uh, we thank him for coming on. Uh, now we're going to go to a break. And uh, after the break, we're going to get a news update from Patrick. We're also going to hear from the Melbourne Vixens uh, gun youngster, Ali Smith. Uh, so we can't wait for that. And uh, yeah, I'll see you shortly after the break on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Hello, welcome back to the Sports Hour. We're going to get a quick poll update now where uh, we're sitting uh, with, f- yeah, so 20 minutes is in favour here, uh, 40% each for 20 minutes and 20 plus minutes for uh, how long AFL quarters should be in 2021 and beyond. Um, 20% have voted for 16 minutes, so to keep it uh, at the length it is right now, um, and no one's voted for 18 minutes, uh, which is interesting. Um, so jump on our Twitter page at SportsHourFM to put your vote in. And, uh, yeah, feel free to give me your thoughts. And, um, yeah, any, anything else you have, um, feel th- free to chuck it in uh, at Twitter at our page at SportsHourFM. Now we're going to go to a quick news update with Patrick. Hello, Max. Thanks for having me on. No, uh, pleasure, Patrick. Um, here's the rundown of the world of sport this week. I'll just start with the US Open. Uh, Aussie Alex Ziminor uh, lost in three sets in the quarterfinal against number two seed and Austrian Dominic Thiem. Uh, the number two seed will now play Russian Daniel Medvedev in the semifinal. Uh, this was Ziminor after the match on ESPN. Yeah, look, um, obviously right now I can't really think hindsight. Uh, obviously the way I'm feeling now is just disappointed with... The way my, my US Open campaign has uh, finished, uh, I would have loved to put more of a fight. Um, you know, he, he played at a very high level and and I wasn't able to lift mine up to, to meet his. So I uh, still got lots of, lots of things to work on. So I guess that's an upside. Hopefully with uh, years to come, uh, I'll get bigger, I'll get stronger. I'll grow into my body a little bit more and then uh, <clears throat> it'll be 
just another level. But still, I, I don't want to wait for those couple of years. I want to be making strides uh, as soon as I can. So I'll, I'll put in all the work I can to to keep putting myself in these positions. Craig, we can come back to you after I... Uh... Now in uh, basketball news, uh, Game 6 of Toronto Raptors versus Bolton's Boston Celtics uh, went to double overtime with Kyle Lowry having 33 points and hitting the game-winning shot to force the match to Game 7. Uh, this is the dying stages of the match called by ESPN caller uh, Mike Breen. If you're the Celtics, you got to tell him there's no help sending him to his right. Send him middle and get him. Lowry falling away. Got it. Kyle Lowry drills the jumper and it's back to a four-point lead. Well, that was a great shot. Uh, yeah, I was actually watching that game live and um, and the, the, that game's actually happening tomorrow uh, at 11 a.m., Patrick. So it'll be one to watch for sure. 100% double overtime. It was a pretty crazy game. I know social media was uh, uh, flaring up. It was crazy, crazy. Uh, now in the uh, Grand Prix, uh, Pierre Gasly has won his first uh, Grand Prix victory at Monza in Italy for Alpha Tauri. Uh, would you believe it? 100 to 1 odds, uh, Pierre was, to win the race. Um, and here was his reaction after the race. Pierre Gasly is in front to the Alpha Tauri team that won here celebrations were uh, quite funny seeing the, the the drivers out of the cars and um and they were just like running into each other it was um, it was quite funny to see and uh, as you could hear there uh the celebrations were pretty uh, full of energy um so yeah it was it was great to see yeah it was a great race and um it was 100 to 1 odds which is quite amazing uh fair ones running for a mercedes fan lewis hamilton finished eighth due to a time penalty um in cricket news, uh, quick, just quickly, uh, in the Caribbean Premier League, the tournament's just come to an end, with St. Lucia Zooks playing the Trinidad Tridents uh, at the Brian Lara Cricket Academy. Um, the match was heavily dominated by the Tridents, uh, who went on to win by eight wickets uh, in the chase of 156, with Lendal Simmons uh, top scoring with 84. Uh, they are the second team in the Caribbean Premier League to go undefeated in the whole tournament, um, which is quite amazing. Only um, the other team to do that was Guyana last year. So uh, good on the Tridents. And that's really much all the sport for the world today. Yeah. And thanks for that, Patrick. And um, yeah, Sebastian Fettel in the F1, he also uh, signed for Ashton Martin uh, for 2021 and beyond. Um, so that was just uh, during the week. Also in the AFL, um, they, they decided to cancel Mad Monday. Um, pretty reasonable decision. Um, so... So that's that. And also Djokovic, uh, it was heavily reported during the week uh, what he did. Um, I think it was, a, it was an accident. Uh, he, he, the, the, the game had finished and he was walking in um, and he hit the ball uh, to, to the ball kids and uh, got the referee by accident. What did you, he got disqualified from the tournament. What did you think about that, Patrick? 
Uh, it was an interesting uh, angle. If you watch it a few times, watch the slow down version and you watch the watch the normal time version, it's very, very different. Um, I personally believe that uh, Djokovic shouldn't have got, uh, got disqualified. Um, it was very unlucky. It's a pure accident. Um, it's not as bad as what John McEnroe did in uh, the Australian Open in the 90s, uh, cracking the court and throwing his racket around and carrying on. Um, I think we've seen worse events happen. Um, it's interesting what Nick Kyrgios said. Again, it's it's very funny uh, how, what he's saying on the on the Twitter. So um, it's quite odd. But I think again, you know, Djokovic is one of these guys. He's an interesting character. Um, if you saw him, I think ten years ago, um, his tennis was very good, very much like a Zverev, very good, but also um, still very feisty and aggressive. So. Um, to do this while well, it's out of the blue and he's just had one of these years. 2020 for Djokovic has been a horrible year. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting. Like, did you think the sanction was fair to disqualify him? Uh, no, I think a fine would have been better. Um, but also, also, my opinion uh, doesn't mean a lot. So, I don't know because it's, it's so hard to tell because um, if I, I've been hit, you hit hits with tennis balls all the time. Um, does it hurt? Well, how hard was he hitting it? It's a pure accident. Um, it makes the, the only thing, the only make, only difference with this is the only positive from this is is that it makes theatre for the US Open. Uh, we're going to finally see a different winner, the first time in twelve years uh, since uh, Juan Mal Del Paltrow won it. So um, it'd be great to see, and hopefully, um, I think Dominic Thiem might get his US Open. I think just quiet between me and you. <laughs> thanks, Patrick, and uh, appreciate the news update for today. And uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on. Absolute pleasure, Max, uh, and um, good luck with uh, all the stuff in the next part of the radio show. Thanks, Patrick, and uh, that was Patrick for our news update. Now we're going to go to our interview. Uh, we're going to welcome uh, Ali Smith, uh, and we'll just get her on the line now. We welcome Ali Smith, wing defence of the Melbourne Vixens, to the Sports Hour Show. How are you going, Ali? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. And you're in the hub now in Queensland. How are you finding that? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's a different lifestyle up here. Um, obviously, I feel sorry for everyone back home and um, we're thinking of everyone back there. But, um, yeah, it's lovely here. It's beautiful weather and, um, yeah, it's a great environment to be in. And you played your first Super Netball game on last, last Saturday against the West Coast Fever. How was that experience yeah. for you? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, a shock to the system and um, a beautiful opportunity to um, get out there and have a crack. Uh, yeah, so uh, we got the draw, which is a bit unlucky, but it was, an, it was an amazing opportunity and had a great time. Yeah, and you, it's a wonderful achievement um, because the Vixens have had a remarkable season and um, to be a part of, um, you know, such a successful side is, is a great accolade. So what, what have been some of the things that have worked for you personally this year and, and also as a team? Yeah, uh, sitting at the top at the moment, uh, I think we're two games clear, or a game and a half clear, which is great heading into finals. Um, a few things that have worked for us as a team um, have been obviously going back to the drawing board and, you know, when we do have a loss or a win or a draw, um, heading back to the drawing board and there's always things to work on and learn from and all that kind of stuff. Um, being in the hub has obviously made us all so much closer as a team and um, friends and family we call it up here um which is great so obviously getting out there having a crack and really playing our own game um and not letting other teams sort of dictate the pace that we 
we're running at, um, we get out there and we're the first foot forward. So, yeah, that's what's worked well so far. What was the what was the experience like in that first game? Did you find it a lot different to other netball you've played? Like, was the pace? What were some of the eye openers in that game? Yeah, so um, the pace is fast and um, yeah. it's very very good. Obviously, being at one of the top levels. Um, yeah, but coming from an environment that I'm in with the Vixens, um, it's it's a great opportunity. But heading back home when we were at home, the sort of pace as training when we're at the training sessions is quite similar to out on court. Um, we have such high expectations as a team and players um, coming from the coaches and each other. Our expectations are um, really at the point where we should be training like we're playing. Um, I know that's like quite cliche to say, but um, yeah, that's how we run um, when we're off the court or in a practice match as such. So the energy is always high and um, we're, training each, we're training each other pretty much like we're going to be out on court. So yeah. And you play in the wing defence position. What was uh, how how did you find the game personally? Did you and how did you feel? You felt at the level. Did you did you feel confident after the game that you could sort of continue and and you know have a long career? Yeah. So obviously I'm um, a younger player in a um, in a great team, and the girls all got behind me, and it was really good to be out there and feel um, that rush of blood and that adrenaline. Uh, being out on court is definitely different to being on the sidelines um, and getting that opportunity just to sort of, it's right there. I've just got to grab it with two hands and really have a crack um, and go for all ball, um, which is my job out there. And sort of being a pest um, is what a wing defence does. <laughs> and they've introduced the new rule uh, with, with the two two-point scoring zone. Uh, you're, yeah. you're in wing defence, so you can't score. But, but what are, have, you, have you found that that's made a difference to the game? Yeah, definitely. So now, obviously, in the last five minutes, we can score the two-point shot where there's the outside radius of the um, circle. Um, it's definitely changed, I guess, the strategies that we have going into it, um, where two, two points can change a game. Um, as you probably saw against the FIFA, we were down by nearly 14 goals um, in that third quarter. So those two-point shots and um, our goalers are amazing at what they do, and the two-point radius does not determine anything and um, we'll take that with two hands and we'll shoot and shoot until um, we can come home with the win hopefully. When you were growing up as a, as a young junior um, playing netball did you did you play any other sports as well? Yeah so I had a good crack at um, other sports to see and try and find what I liked. Um, I ended up having to actually choose between netball and basketball um, which path I wanted to take and um, I felt as though I had more of an opportunity and I had a bit more drive in netball and had some great coaches around me in netball so I did take that pathway um, but I also swimming, tennis, um, did a bit of badminton yeah so I had a crack at a few sports but netball seemed to be the, the catch of the day and um, yeah I followed through with that so that's been great. Yeah it's, uh, it's, it's good that you sort of uh played some other sports as well and got those experiences in uh yeah, yeah it's good to hear and uh did you or uh did did uh sorry I was gonna ask you yeah did you um were there some coaches and, and friends that really helped you in your earlier times uh growing up and, and playing playing in the earlier days yeah I had some great junior coaches um my mum included in that she coached me when I was younger um and going through um 
getting the opportunity to get a scholarship to Geelong Grammar. Um, now with Di Honey being the assistant coach of the Melbourne Vixens, uh, having those three years under her uh, really helped and got a little bit of experience under my belt um, getting coached at that level, which is great. Um, but yeah, so I had a, a fair few coaches um, going through the pathway, the Netball Victoria, which were all great coaches and I've learned there's always been one thing that I've taken away from each coach and, you know, you can put that in your bag and put that away for for when you get the opportunity to step out on the big court, which is great. Um, still learning day by day and obviously having Simone as a coach now um, is really great and being one of the best wing defences that there's been, uh, it's easy to learn off her, that's for sure. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool that you sort of, she coached you at school. What, was is there a difference now or like what, what, what's that like like what does that make you think when you were uh, she coached you at school and now now she's sort of coaching at the Vixens is, is it a bit different or are there a lot of similarities as well yeah I think Di no matter what environment uh, she's in she's always in fine form um, she's a great coach and she sticks by what she said back to me and um, at school and she still has that same belief in me and uh, it's great that she's coached me for what's that nearly five years I think it's going on being my coach because she's also um, the premiership coach of the Fury team so that's great so she's really had a huge impact on my netball um, career so far. Yeah that's fantastic and for the Vixens this season what do you think has been some of the things that have really they've had nine wins a draw and a loss um, so it's a pretty good uh, season so far what, what, what do you think were some of the really uh, driving forces that that led to putting together those, you know, remarkable seasons so far? Yeah, I think a huge part that plays a role in that um, is our off-court uh, friendship and connection. Uh, mm. That really does show out on the court, being um, such great friends. We have each other's back, and I guess going into games, in our in our conversations before the game, it's always, you play your game, we'll play for each other, and um, there's no real individual in the sport being a team sport we all have each other's back and um yeah we've just got to back ourselves and that's how we've got the wins so far and lo looking forward let's hope we get some more wins it must be a good hub life then um seeing that you guys connect so well and it's proven on the court what's it been like off the court um in a hub yeah it's been awesome um as i said we're sort of in the middle of brisbane um and we're flying uh flying out to cairns on saturday so That'll be really nice to see that part as well. Um, the Hub Life's different. It's actually been the longest I've been away from home um, so far. So it's been two months, I think, and we've got another, you know, few few months to go. Um, yeah, it's different. I guess living with your teammates day in, day out um, is great, and we get to get that off-court connection. And, yeah, it's good to see that the connection's helping us on court as well. Have you had what have your room teammates been like? Have uh, have you have you been uh, have you had the lucky the lucky players with you? <laughs> yeah, so I'm rooming with Katie Ann, so um, she's Jamaican. So getting to taste some Jamaican food has been great. Um, yeah. So we we cook and um, every second night. So she's she's good in the kitchen actually. She's really quite good. So her fish is a standout. We've had a few girls come over and. Um, share some fish that she's cooked um yeah so i've i've been lucky with her she's um yeah good she's out there watching a movie now you can probably hear it through the 
<laughs> oh, well, uh, I, uh, yeah, possibly I, I can't hear it, but, um, yeah, what, what, <laughs> what about, uh, what have you enjoyed most so far about in, in your career at the Vixens? Uh, obviously, um, the, on the weekend, the debut, um, is pretty awesome to say that I've, um, stepped foot out on court with the number one team so far in the ladder, uh, being in such a successful team is also a highlight. Um, and the girls around me, um, I said in one of my interviews earlier, just these girls that I've grown up idolizing, I'm now playing on the court with them. So I guess that's, that's a great achievement in itself and something that I don't think I'll ever forget. That's for sure. And looking to the future, what, what are some of your hopes and, and sort of goals, uh, you know, heading into the future, you've only just started. So, um, have you had a bit of time to think about that? Yeah, obviously goal, goal setting, something that we'll do um and i guess just keep growing as a person on and off the court um i that has a massive role to play um in in an elite sport really so i'm all ears um and learning and just taking everything taking everything in and hoping to obviously get a contract um one day uh and play play up here you know contracted that'll be great yeah absolutely and uh what's it like being away being away from home and the family uh, and friends in Melbourne how's that been for you uh, being up in the hub and away from them yeah I've uh, I've got a great support network around me which I'm really lucky to have Uh, being away from home uh, has been surprisingly not as hard as I thought Um, I guess getting the opportunity to come up here is exciting in itself but yeah definitely starting to miss home uh, but we've got still a few things, un, unfinished things to do. So once we get to that grand final, hopefully, then um, we get to come home and see our loved ones. Well, absolutely. It'll be a great reward for um, finishing the season, making it to the grand final, hopefully. And uh, I really look forward to seeing that and seeing the rest of the season for the Vixens. And um, all the best, Ali, for your, your season. And thanks for coming on the Sports Hour. Thanks, Max. Thanks for having me. And that was Ali Smith. Uh, the wing defence at the Melbourne Vixens. Uh, she had a debut game last Saturday and um, and started off her netball career superbly. So uh, we thank her for coming on the Sports Hour and uh, we wish her and the Vixens the very best for the rest of the season. Now we're going to go to a break. Uh, after the break, we're going to get our weekend sports segment when we're, where we hear all about the sport coming up this weekend and the big events. Uh, and what you should be keeping an eye on. So stick around after the break. We'll get that. And also, if you haven't voted yet, feel free to jump on and put your vote through because we'll be having our guest, Charlie, our philosopher at the Sports Hour, who will be uh, uh, be implementing his wisdom uh, and thoughts into the the poll and uh, everything he has to say about that. So stick around, and I look forward to having you after the break on Sports Hour on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Hour. Uh, it's been a great show so far and I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we, uh, there's a big weekend of sport coming up and uh, we have our guest uh, Isabella who will be uh, speaking to us today about our segment, which is Weekend Sport. Oh, hi, Max. Thanks for having me again. Um, hope you're going all right. So I thought I would talk about a little bit about the US Open and the AFL uh, for this weekend. Um, Absolutely. 
you want me to get straight into it or that'd be hit me hit me yeah yeah awesome well obviously i'm a huge tennis fan so it's been good to watch the us open we've had quite a few aussies um do pretty well in the us open obviously with alex uh, make the quarters unfortunately lost i think it was yesterday against dominic team um in straight sets but alex actually put up a pretty good fight um team's just at another level so i'm going to talk about that but um, I'll get into the women's side. So this morning here in Australia, um, we had Naomi Osaka defeat the American Brady um, in three sets. So it was, a, it was a good game. It was a tight game. Um, and then we also had uh, Victoria Azarenka defeat Serena Williams in another three-setter. So another tight game. Um, and that's a bit of an upset, really. I think most people thought Serena Williams was going to make another Grand, Grand Slam final. Um, it's great by Azarenka. She's 31 um, and she's, she came back from having a baby, I'm pretty sure. I know Serena did as well, but it's a pretty yeah. good effort by um, Azarenka. So it's going to be an Osaka um, versus Azarenka final. You'd wow. probably, you'd probably uh, go for Osaka in it. She's the fourth seed coming into this tournament and Azarenka wasn't seeded. So as again, as I said before, it's great by Azarenka to make the final. Yeah. She wasn't even seeded. Um, but yeah, you'd probably bet... Uh, have a bet for Osaka to win that match um, in the final. And then in the men's side, you have the semis. It will be tomorrow morning Australia, Australian time. Um, I'm not great with pronouncing tennis names either, by the way. So I'll try and help you. <laughs> yeah, we've got, um, we've got Carino Busta. Carino Busta, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He, he's the 20th seed. And he's up against Alexander. Now, I can never say this. Alexander Zevrov. Never, but yeah, that's that's pretty good. I think you've like done well there. Yeah. <laughs> he's um he's the fifth seed, so you'd probably back in um Alexander Zevrov or whatever you however you say his name to um yeah. Busta. Um, but um, we'll wait and see, I guess. And then you've got Dominic Team coming up against Medvedev. Um, so Team is the second seed, and then um Medvedev is the third seed. So that will be an awesome match. I reckon it might be a fifth uh, five setter match. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And who are you tipping for them? Yeah, so I'd probably, for the first match, I'd probably go Zevrov to beat Booster just because he's the fifth seed and Booster's the 20th seed. So there's a bit of a difference there. And um, so, yeah, I'd probably back him. And then Dominic Team and Med- Medvedev, that's a tough game to tip. Um, team obviously knocked um, Alex out, Alex Dimonor out. Um, he played an amazing match. I'd probably prefer Team to win. Um, but yeah, can't, I can't tell you who's going to win that match. It's tough. So that's about it for the tennis. We've got the French open coming up in about two weeks as well. So that's going to be coming up very soon, which is going to be great for tennis fans. Um, not much of a break in between. Now, yeah. do you want me to get onto the AFL? Yeah. would love to hear a bit on the AFL. Yeah. Awesome. So, so obviously we're in round 17 now. Um, yesterday we had the first game. It was last night, uh, St Kilda versus West Coast. Um, West Coast winning by 15 points where, you know, it could have gone either way. St Kilda were pushing in that last quarter and just West Coast just found something and, and got the win. So um, that happened last night. And then obviously tonight we've got Geelong versus Richmond. I'm obviously a Geelong fan, so I'm very excited, but also very nervous for this match. I I'm backing us in just because I'm a Jong fan, but maybe only by a goal. <laughs> I still yeah. think Richmond are the best team in the comp. Um, I've said that the past couple of years. They're, they're just a great team. And I, I don't know, I'm always scared to play Richmond. Um, well, yeah, it's going to be a, interesting to see how Richmond play. They've had <laughs> several off-field issues. So, um, yeah, that, that's going to be one. Uh, it's going to be game on. And the Cats, your Cats almost lost to the Bulldogs as well. So, 
But oh, they 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 know they won, but uh, they 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 almost lost. They they probably should have, <laughs> but uh, they, they yeah they, they they came back and had a great win. But um yeah, both teams sort of need to prove themselves a little bit. So it's going to be a great clash. Uh, yeah. yeah, the uh the Geelong Bulldogs game was not the last round because we beat we beat Essendon by a fair margin the last round. So we've had it. Oh, we've, yeah. we've had that match before. Um, come after the Bulldogs game, but you're right, the Bulldogs game was very close and you know I don't know we just ended up getting over the line but um yeah I'm very excited for tonight's match anyway should be a good game and then we've got North Melbourne uh versing Fremantle um you'd go Fremantle to win this game North just haven't been great this year and I I actually don't mind Freo I think they're um doing all right this year um and then you've got Port Adelaide playing Essendon um, at Adelaide Oval so you'd probably back Port for that game um Essendon might be a bit fired up um, from the bit of a smashing that Geelong gave them, but you'd go Port. Um, and then you've got Giants playing Melbourne, which could be one of the games of um, this round because it's, uh, you know, both teams want to try and get into that, that eighth spot. Um, but you'd, you'd probably back Giants. You'd, they've got a bit more talent and you don't know what Melbourne are going to do each week. Then you've got Carlton playing Adelaide. Um, this one's uh, this one isn't at Adelaide Oval. If it was at Adelaide Oval, I may go Adelaide actually because they're on a bit of a roll, but... You'd go, you'd go Carlton for this game. And then you've got Hawthorne playing the Western Bulldogs. Um, you'd go the Bulldogs, but it is in Adelaide. Um, and that's where Hawthorne are based at the moment. So they've had a bit more practice there. But, yeah, you'd go Bulldogs. Mm. But, honestly, you don't really know what Hawthorne are ever going to do. Um, oh, that's spot on. They've, <laughs> they've had an interesting season. A lot of, um, yeah, in, inconsistent performances. Um, so, yeah, that's certainly one that's going to be... Yeah. Good to I keep think, an eye on. Yeah. I think it might be quite tight, that game. I think it'll be closer than what some people think. Um, and then you've got Sydney versus Brisbane. Um, this one's at Cairns, so it's not at the Gabba. Um, Sydney, I haven't minded this year. I think they're going in the right direction. I think this game might be a bit closer than what people think as well, just because it's in Cairns and Sydney have played there a couple of times the past couple of weeks. But you'd still back Brisbane to get the job done. And then the last game is on Monday, um, Collingwood versus the Suns. And uh, you'd back in Collingwood for this game. I watched the Brisbane versus Gold Coast game the other round and um, Gold Coast didn't look great. Yeah. Um, it's, also at, it's also at the Gabba. So if it was at Metricon, maybe Gold Coast, but it's at the Gabba and Collingwood need to win. They just need to win. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'd be going Collingwood for that. Yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be an interesting round. I think you're right about Cairns. Um, anything can happen there. Uh, it's a new venue. Well, it's not a new venue, but, um, yeah, it's a foreign venue to, to the Swans and the Lions. So, uh, yeah, both teams, uh, anything could happen. Um, so it's going to be one to watch. And the Pies, they, they must win. So, uh, as you said, it's going to be – it's yeah, the Pies should get over the line, I think, there. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting down to the end of the season. So, um Definitely, you've got to keep an eye on this season um, and the way it'll finish. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting. And now to the NBA where um, the playoffs are happening in the West Conference. The Los Angeles Clippers uh, 3-1 up against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the next game is tomorrow. So the Clippers, if they win, they'll end that uh, series and they'll go through uh, to the West Conference final. The Lakers are 3-1 up. Uh, against the Houston Rockets and uh, their next game is on Sunday. So they'll be looking to uh, finish at off the Lakers. Uh, in the East Conference, the Toronto Raptors and Boston Celtics. We spoke about this a little bit earlier in the show, but they're three all in the series. Um, so it's the last game of the series, game seven. Uh, and yeah, wake up tomorrow, um, get on the couch at 11 and uh, that game will start at 11 o'clock in the morning. So um, tune into that. It's going to be 
it's yeah, it's uh, do or die for both teams uh, to go through to the East Conference final. The Miami Heat have already beaten the Milwaukee Bucks in their series 4-1. So uh, whoever wins out of the Raptors and Celtics will be playing the Miami Heat. It's a cricket. Uh, the England and Australia ODI series begins tonight, 10 o'clock. So uh, something for you to do tonight. Uh, and yeah, all those games are in Manchester. And um, yeah, they'll be played tonight, Sunday and Wednesday. So it's a three-game series and a lot to look forward to there with uh, the Australian national team and uh, the English team. Uh, to the NRL, the Penrith Panthers and uh, the Parramatta Eels uh, play tonight, 1v3. Uh, the Parramatta Panthers sit first. Uh, the Penrith Panthers sit first, um, and that that'll begin tonight at 7:55. So it's top of the ladder clash, uh, and that'll be great to watch. Um, yeah, the the, Pe- the Penrith Panthers have only uh, lost one game this year and and had a draw. So uh, yeah, they'll be looking to continuing their form. The Sydney Roosters, fourth place, uh, are playing Newcastle, who are sixth um, at 7:30 on Saturday. Uh, the Roosters. They're in fourth place and they're premiership favourites. Um, so it's going to be interesting. They sit fourth on the ladder and they're playing Newcastle. So yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, yeah interesting if Newcastle upset uh, the the Sydney Roosters there. The Melbourne Storm, they're second. Um, you know the mighty Victorians. They they play uh, Queensland Cowboys on Sunday at four o five. So uh, the Storm will be looking to. Uh, win that game and um, yeah, just, just go into finals with some form. Um, to the EPL, the EPL begins tomorrow with Fulham taking on Arsenal at 9.30. Recently promoted Leeds, uh, United Leeds, Leeds United take on uh, Liverpool that night at 2.30am on Sunday in the first game in the Premier League for 2020. Um, so yeah, big weekend of sport and uh, Isabella, thanks for joining us. Uh, on the sports hour for for your uh, yeah your 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 preview of the weekend of sport. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Max, for having me again. No worries. And that was Isabella coming on to give us a little preview of the weekend sport. Um, and yeah, it was great to hear. And yeah, obviously there's a, there's a there's a lot of uh, big events coming up, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all these different sports play out. Obviously, tonight the ODI series is beginning uh, at ten o'clock. Uh, you got the AFL. Uh, NRL, those two seasons are going down towards the end. So it's going to be right on and uh, interesting to see how that all plays out. Now to the poll. Uh, and it's been, a, uh, it's been interesting the way these uh, votes have come through. Uh, you have got, uh, the question was, how, how, long, uh, how long should AFL quarters be in 2021 and beyond? Your four options were, 16 minutes, 18 minutes, 20 minutes, and 20 plus minutes. Um, and most in favour was the 20 minutes option. Um, so, yeah, the crowd wants, uh, we, want, we want to go back to 20 minute quarters uh, from 2021 and beyond in the AFL. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how, yeah, what, what the AFL does here because uh, they've gone down to 16 minutes. Um, some say, some the people who are in favour of shorter quarters, um, they say that the game is too long. Um, and yeah, I, I, my opinion is I, I think that 18 minutes wouldn't be a bad option here. Um, I think in the past the games were very long, um, but now, but now I think they're too short. Um, I wouldn't mind them trying 18 minutes. Um, I think 
I, I think that um, 18 minutes was just, it's just a nice happy medium, but um, yeah, obviously I don't mind 20 minutes if it goes to that um, because that, that, that's a traditional time, time of quarters. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, thanks for voting if you've uh, voted and um, that vote will still be going for another two days. So feel free to uh, put, put your thoughts in there. And um, I look forward to, uh, to, to hearing fr- from you there. If you've got any other thoughts as well, um, feel free to th- throw them on the Twitter page at Sports RFM and uh, we'll go through them throughout the week. But um, really hope you've enjoyed the show uh, and, and thanks for tuning into the Sports Hour on Brimmake Live on Live FM. And uh, yeah, you can catch the, uh, the podcast um, and, and, and our interviews that we've had on the show. Um, so feel free to, to, to jump on them if you've missed any of them. Uh, our interviews and um, and they'll be put on our on our Twitter page at, as podcasts um, and and likewise for any other interviews in the past shows that that have been missed you can check them out on our Twitter page but once again uh, have a nice Friday night and uh, yeah thanks for tuning into the Sports Hour on Brimbank Live on Live FM. With thanks to the city of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, the Sports Hour with Max Hadzoglu on Brimbank Live on Live FM.